Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. All right, you are listening to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. This is going to be our Saints vs. Bears preview pod. The Saints get the Chicago Bears coming into the Superdome after a big win against the Colts. So, the biggest question on my mind, and hopefully on both of y'all's mind, is can we show a level of the big C word consistency? Can we do it again? The C word, huh? The C word, consistency. Okay. What are you? What, what, what would you be uh, thinking of with? Uh, but anyway, so can we do it again, Max? What do you think? I'm going to go ahead and give these guys the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I want to buy in so fucking badly right yeah. now. Yeah, like yeah. I want to be all back in. You know, 150 percent, kind of the way we were feeling after uh, going into the Packers game. You know what I mean? Like okay. we had won the first two games. We were two and zero. Right. Right, and we had hit some clutch plays at the end of the game to close these games out. Yeah, you know the, the kill shot to Shahid in the first game being a prime example. Like I was a hundred percent bought in at that point, yeah, and then it's just the wind went out of the sails. The second car hit the ground in Green Bay, had the injury. You know that whole week we were talking. We weren't sure if he was going to play. You know, is he going to be out for an extended period of time? Is it going to be Jameis time? And everything has just been in flux since then. Yeah. And I feel like an entire season's worth of drama, you know, whether <laughs> it's stuff with Penning, whether it's stuff with Olave, whether it's stuff with Carmichael, has happened in that period of time. DA. Yeah, since <laughs> since 2-0 and now 4-4, four and four, it seems like mm. in, in those six games, you know, a lifetime has passed. Yeah, yeah. But, I feel um, like we've all aged. Uh, yeah, since. I feel like we've aged in dog years <laughs> since then, man. Like, I feel like I'm, I, instead of being 45, I feel like I'm 55. But um, that being said, man, you know, seeing what they did last week really gave hope, you know, and seeing what they've done over the last three weeks has given some hope as well. Like, I'm looking yeah. at the stat right here. The Saints have 449.3 yards per game over their last three games, which leads the entire NFL in that span by over 50 yards per game. The, the stats are great. The stats yeah. are great. Like we, yeah. said, like we said last episode, Hope has entered the chat again. Yeah. Okay, I think I think she was not there. Uh, she was missing for a few weeks. She, she took a little detour. Yeah, but she is, she is firmly back. She's back. Yeah. In the chat. And at this point, like, I want her to stay here, man. Give me reason to keep to keep her in the room. You know, we have to beat the Bears on Sunday, and we have to beat the Vikings the next week. Is it safe to we say you have to? Did you find hope in Destin? <laughs> I was that one of the girls over at uh, Sammy's. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know that they had any girls at a sandwich shop, but uh, yeah, you know. um, the cashier maybe. Ah, no, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think we. It's imperative. Yep. For the, the C word, the consistency, yep. it is imperative yep. that we win Sunday against the Bears and we win the following week against the Vikings to go into the bye week, the official bye week, at 6-4. and four. Yeah. Heading into the, the showdown with the Falcons. And look, I think their record, their, their, uh, their schedule is pretty light going into uh, that game as well. And there's a really good chance, you know, with uh, Heineke playing in place of Ritter, I think the offense for the Falcons is going to be a little tougher to deal with going yeah, forward. Yeah, they're going to have some juice. They're going to have a little boost, I think. Well, they actually have a quarterback who can throw the ball. Well, you that know? and, you know, I don't want to be the first team playing the Falcons when, with, you know, Heineke's first start, so to speak, because I think that his first game, they're going to come in kind of amped, like, you know, that, that new blood type of thing teams go through. Whether it's like the first game with an interim coach, they rally behind him, or it's the first game with a new QB, we might but, not even see Heineken. You know, though, right? we might not. I mean, because he could suck enough to where they go back to Ritter. Correct. Who so, knows? But, what's but my happen. point is, but that's exactly my point. I like that we're where we're going to be getting them because you don't want to get a team like that's galvanized, you know. And 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 uh, but we're, we might be putting the cart ahead of the horse here because um, the we're here to talk about the Bears because yeah. the Bears are going to be a team where it's already been announced that. You know, it's going to be badgent. Is it, am I saying that right? I mean, yeah. And here's the deal: we got backup quarterbacks pretty much between now and Thanksgiving. Yeah, because even even when we play the Falcons, even whoever their quote unquote starter is is essentially a it's three straight. Games. I mean, like Ritter has not three proven, straight games. Ritter has not proven to be the quality 
of an NFL starter. And when they're playing Ritter, then they're playing Ritter's backup. So, like, the first backup we faced, though, Taylor Badgett going against the Bears. Tyler. I mean, Tyler? Yeah. Not Taylor. It's the same thing. Same, yeah. Well, who? <laughs> Taylor, Tyler, who gives a shit? No. Um, uh, respect, because if we start saying that shit, then that's when he's going to fucking kill Actually, us. Tyson. I'm <laughs> Tyson. Tyson. No, we're wrong. No one knows oh, his man. name. Yeah. Clearly. So, I mean, we got the Bears. They're bringing in a backup QB who none of us can even say his name right. I mean, this is a Bears preview pod, but, you know, is this... I don't know if we want to get into a bigger discussion on QBs, but it's like, this is who we're coming up against. So it's like, what are we, what are we going up against with this particular QB? Well, like Max said, I mean, this is becoming a pretty big theme this year in the NFL with, you know, our next three games. You had the Vikings lose Cousins this week. Rodgers went out. You know, we thought Purdy wasn't going to play this week for San Fran. He did after the concussion. First guy to play, I think, after a concussion the next game in the yeah, whole NFL. on a short season. week, too. On a short week. So, I don't know. Let's talk to their doctors about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, just this seems to be a big theme in, in these guys getting hurt with all the protections in. And, you know, it doesn't seem to matter much. So, that's kind of the ironic part of the NFL going to protect these guys at all costs. And it's still not working. We're seeing, you know, six, seven, eight guys. We got Deshaun Watson out. Who else? Um, it seems like half of the starting quarterbacks in the league. It's crazy. You've out, got yeah. uh, Daniel Jones. You've got, uh, we said Rodgers already. You've seen um, who we got next week. Colts, yeah, Anthony Cousins. Richardson last week, Cousins next week. Um, I mean, Purdy, Ritter had kind of a concussion, but maybe he's getting benched. We don't really, I guess, I know mean, for sure. Purdy might be out again. Right. Know. So this has become a big thing, and um, we've had big discussions on Carr before, and I think it's it's pertinent here to understand that we have a guy who's been available his whole career, has vi- has played the most games since he entered the league of any quarterback yep. in the NFL. I mean, knock on wood. And that's a big deal because the consistency that Clint keeps harping on with the C word. Um, consistency. It, at least we have a quarterback that's. Did you call me Clint? Did I? I think. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like with something Clint said. Then, then I realized you were talking about me. Did I call him Clint for real? I did not hear the word Clint. <laughs> I heard Clint. <laughs> you, you got some stuff to work L- out. <laughs> listeners, we'll, we'll play this back. Yeah, one of us is wrong. But uh, <laughs> we're not cutting this. We're going to go. Either way. We get a I backup. love Clint, but I doubt we would reference him for something Saints related. That's why it's Maybe. that's why it stood out to me. I was like, yeah. it'd be super funny. Shout out Clint. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. Um, Team Dead Pork, go donate. Either way, we're getting a guy who's um, got two starts under his or one start under his belt. Or no, two starts under his belt, and uh, a little bit more game action than that. And also, they glorified him after that win in Chicago. They were like, "This is what he's always been waiting look, for." It's they're like, grasping for straws. Yeah. They're they're just <laughs> praying something good happens. Everything's bad in Chicago. I hope we're not part of that story. For the for the record, <laughs> good lord, I don't think we will be. So I, I'll lead right into it. I'm with Max. You don't roll this game up. We're not going anywhere. This is, this is teed up for our defense to have a field day and recover from the last three games and hold them to something under 17. Um, our offense, in my opinion, shouldn't even have to be great in this game for us to be okay. I think they continue the trend. I think they have you know a, a really solid performance. I'm not expecting last week. Like I said, that may end up being our best offensive performance of the whole year. 500 yards, 38 points. That's that's an. It's going to be hard to top. Hard to beat. That's a, yeah. that's an excellent game. Yeah. Um, I just feel like with Max, this is an opportunity. We've complained over the years over our schedule and how the NFL loves to put us in tough situations. And man, this tees up. About as good as you can hope. We got, you know, Minshew last week, which was a tough roster, but, you know, backup quarterback, we go in there, win. Then we see Cousins go down for next week. Fields is out this week. And then we get a bye week before Atlanta. That's pretty good on the scheduling side. Uh, we don't have anything to complain about. We got to perform. Yeah. We got we to gotta make this hurt for this division. And, go into that Atlanta game where a win could like really separate us from something and put us on a path to the playoffs. So here's my question. Okay. I think everything you just said is exactly the reason why we let Lady Hope back in to hang out with us. Okay. We're cool with it. She's not annoying us. There's times where Hope annoys the shit out of us and we're like, please get out of our face. We clearly suck. We have 
nothing redeeming about us. We would just prefer you did not exist. That is not the I case. I think right you're now. on the wrong podcast when you say that one, buddy. Are you sure you're not Saints Block Party podcast? <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. Like, no. Nick we, and I love Hope, man. Shout out to Adam and Ryan. I love but, Hope. Um, I text Max today. No, I said, there's times when you're just like, you know, like we're Saints fans. We've seen this shit. You can't tell me there's been any. I that's mean, yeah, true, though, but we're still positive. That's part of positive. the like dementia a, look, involved yeah, in being a Saints exactly. fan. I'm a positive fan generally, but I think. Even as a positive fan, I, I go to games hoping to just maybe see something. I don't like hope for. I think the hope that we're talking about is the hope that gets us into the playoffs. So let me just get back to the question. So, Real quick about that, though. When we first, con- you know, conceived doing this together, the three of us. <laughs> Getting I real, thought for real, sure real deep. I was going to be the pessimist <laughs> I thought, of this group. I thought so, too. <laughs> Somehow I've become the optimist, which is just bizarre. You two have always been more optimistic than I have <laughs> you're, been. You're not about wrong. You're not wrong. And I think part of that is the momentum of the fan base. And uh, look, I love the fan base. They're so emotional. It's so up and down. And that's what Saints fans are. But the OG Saints fans, like I told Max this week, we could watch a loss and be like, it's going to be fine. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, well, it's flipped. It's weird. To a degree. I mean, I'm not like, look, I'm not like these new wave Saints. Even though, you know, we've talked a lot about how much older y'all are than me and all that good good shit and making fun of me for my age. It's not that much. But I'm, no, I mean, like these Saints fans who the millennial, the young millennials or the Gen Z Saints fans. The spoiled Saints fans. Let's just say that. Yeah. I mean, look, I at least had the benefit of, uh, you know, the blessing, absolute blessing of having a grandfather who took me to the games since I was two and a half years old. Some people might think that's a curse. Uh, having to watch Saints in the 80s, mid-90s, Dick Haslett, all that bullshit. But like, of course, since you were like probably, what, 18, 19, you had Drew Brees. No, but we, I was at, Nick, I was at least 21 when we got Drew Brees, okay? 21, sorry. <laughs> I was off a year or two, sorry. But, okay, <laughs> but, the, but the majority point, of your adult life, you had I've, Drew Brees. I've seen, but, I, but I've at least seen in person the shit Saints. I mean, I've seen this, but I saw the good Saints with, with the Dome Patrol and, and the playoff teams that got to the playoffs back then but i'm with y'all in the sense of like you know losing is nothing new to us seeing a saints losing team is nothing new i think what the the super bowl era saints the peyton breeze era saints brought to the table was that people all of a sudden have this i don't know if you want to call it unrealistic they just have this elevated standard that like if you're not in contention for the top two seeds at the conference then what are we even it's doing? It's a failure. Right? You know, and that's that's just not reality. You know, that's just not reality. So I don't have any, you know, uh, you know, terrible issue or like self-introspecting problem if we're not getting to that level. I, I get it. Like there's years where we're just not going to make the playoffs. And as Saints fans, that's something we've been very accustomed to, especially before, uh, you know, Sean and Breeze era began. But I'll say this, like, the my pessimism for this is is like I, I we all Good thought Lord we, spit it out, Junior. We all thought we should be doing better than yeah, where okay. we are right now, and that that that's all. But you know, hope's back in the chat, and I guess my original interjection was hope never really leaves the chat for me. You know, I mean, Nick Nick touched on it before. It it's there was always some scenario, whether it's weak. 15 or 16 and this team has a losing record where we're both looking at the scenarios you know back in the day in the, in the times picayune and going oh man all right so if this team loses and this team you know maybe they tie there's a chance that if this team wins by three points we can make it to the playoffs you know so hope never really leaves the chat so to speak um i just think you know it, it's it's been a combination of being exposed to the uh, the social media streets and just hearing everyone spur the moment opinion or thoughts on the team. You know, the hot takes are flying day after day, week after week. And honestly, I mean, I've been jaded from the Nola no call to the Bounty Gate stuff. You know, that's kind of hurt Lady Hope a little bit in well, my eyes. But at the same point, you know, I'm still, no matter where we are going into week 17, I'll probably still be looking at every scenario saying, okay, we can still make it to the playoffs if these four obscure things happen. Yeah, I'll always do the math. I think it's just, what I was saying is that I'm not going to be 
one of these, you know, only knowing Breeze Payton and saying, well, if we're not making the conference champ or if we're not top, t- like you said, you, you called these people out a few episodes ago where it's like, you know, for anyone who's saying, oh, the, the Niners lost and the Eagles, if the Eagles would lose, then maybe we could do blank and blank and blank and blank. I ain't, I ain't there. Like, yeah. I'm not with those people. I'm not going to freak out and say that, oh, damn, that Packers loss is really going to hurt in our conference seating. I'm not even at that place. Exactly. I think the hope being— But we never thought uh, it would. Well, hope, being, hope hanging by a thread off the cliff for me was just the whole idea that we talked about was Dennis Allen, P. Carmichael, the whole regime, because if we come to the collective conclusion that the regime we have in place right now uh, is, is not it, and they're not the ones who can actually lead us to anything. I mean, maybe they make the playoffs, maybe they win a bad division, but if we come to the collective conclusion that the guys that we have in place right now aren't good or aren't those guys, then like, I'm not saying that hope goes away. We can still win a bad division, but it certainly makes you think like, well, okay, we'll win the division, lose in the playoffs. That's the expectation problem. Winning the division... Should be the only the only focus for anybody that's a fan of this team. And right that's now. a good season. And I'm fine with that. And I'm <laughs> fine with that. But like this group that's in place, they might I mean, if they don't even get you that, or if we're not even sure that they are the ones to get you that. Because are we sure? I mean, we Well, look, no, we're we're okay, here's we the thing. Won. We here's won. the thing. Do I think we that Dennis Allen is the the coach to lead this team for the next five years? No. Do I think Dennis Allen is the coach that's gonna win lead this team to a Super Bowl win? No. That being said, the division this year is so god-awful. Yeah. And our team, on paper and in performance last week, is the most well— the most the season well, two, no question. Yeah, yeah, the most well-equipped team in the NFC South to actually make some noise. Right. Now, if, uh, you know, we touched on this on the last episode, nope. that it took longer for the offense to, to come together— and, you know, maybe this was the, the tipping point to where they're finally going to be a consistent unit from game to game and just come out and put up 24, 25, you know, 28, 30 points a game. If they can do that and, and the defense can play complementary football, this team can make some noise. Yeah. There's really nobody in the NFC. Like the 49ers, they three got weeks ago, I would have said they're the 49ers right are clearly the best team in the NFC, probably the NFL. They have lost three games in a row. Some right now, badly, Pur- Pur- badly. Purdy put it's like we we mentioned this. I think I don't know what episode, but we mentioned the idea of bad tape, quote unquote bad tape. You know, and I think we put out some bad tape actually against the Titans, even though we won. We put out some bad tape about how we could be exposed in the O line, uh, some of the mistakes that were made, and maybe that came to fruition because we after that game. I mean, yeah, we 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 beat the Panthers. I mean, look at them. But after the Panthers game, you know, I think we had the, whatever we put on tape that was bad was exposed team took advantage of it i think the 49ers maybe did the same thing getting a little bit well, off the 49ers track. they're basically dealing with injury issues when you're losing when you have debo out you're, i mean he's a catalyst your for the best offense. offensive lineman but again that's the but 49ers. i don't think anyone thought necessarily that that would be a deal breaker for that offense because of how well it was running it's proven that it is that they might be a cmc or a debo injury away from being an ineffective offense right yeah. right but back to my original point this team is in a division that is so bad right now you know, it's almost a joke where we have pretty much, we knew that the Bucks were going to lose a couple of games in a row after they took the division lead. You knew the Falcons were going to lose a couple of games in a row. And it's like, we're all going to hang around with the same record. So if we can just beat the Falcons and take the lead in this division, yeah, we could honestly run away with it if we just win the games we're supposed to win. Yeah, And honestly, there's no teams in the NFC that really scare you. You know, the Lions are, are probably the, the Lions and the Eagles or probably the they cream look, of the NFC good. right now. Not for me. I'd still But well they look good, but it's not like you're not you're not going to play, you know, some juggernaut at home. It's like not it's not terrifying to go to Detroit. I can tell you January. first round, you wow. win the division, you're at home, we're gonna be favored, and I think all of us would be expected to win if you win the division. Even if they end up with a better record, whoever that may be. There's a couple contenders out there, Dallas, whatever. I don't think anyone would feel Uncomfortable at playing any one of the wild card teams at home. Yeah. Um, if um, we're able to win the division. Now, from the- there, you're going either to Detroit, San Fran, Philly. For me, I want to go to Detroit. That's where I would like to go. Okay. Out of those three, yes. Well, let me just do this. 
I'm acknowledging we have hope. Okay, let me just say that first. But before we start talking about who we're going to play in the playoffs, can we at least just acknowledge we have to see what happened at Indian- Indianapolis again? We yeah, had absolutely. We had one absolutely. win. We had one good win against the Colts, and not taking any credit away. Like I said, we're enjoying the shit out of this win, but like. We have to see it again. Yeah, but you also, you got to take into account how bad the rest of the division is. No, it, And the it, reality it, is, even if we aren't consistently what, what we did last week against the Colts, let's just say we do regress and have a, a poor offensive game this week, and we go back and forth between having a good game and a bad game, this team is still probably going to win the division. But how good were we feeling about our piss-poor division when we got romped? By a team from said piss poor division. Well, I told you before last week. The you know, reason like, we have hope if, is our division. I told you well, before last week. But yeah. our division kicked us in the ass when yeah, the Bucks but they came also, to our own house. They also kicked us in the ass when the offensive line was performing like complete ass. And so that's why I'm saying I'm look. The offensive want, line, the new lineup of the offensive line looks a lot better. Looks a lot yeah. better. And look, hey, the coaching staff apparently, lo and behold, was right to bench Penny. Yeah. yeah. Because look. With Pete over at left tackle. How about Pete at left tackle real quick? Yeah. Just against Josh like, Allen, who had two more sacks, and is now t- second in the league in like sacks. Maybe the nine. whole time he was out and injured, he just like studied left tackle tape. I don't know, but it looks good. Well, but ironically, you know, he, he was he a was first a tackle round at Stanford, right? Because yeah. to be a, a left, tackle. left tackle. He just found his roots, and look at this. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, my, my whole thing is, though, like, we're not that far removed from all of us agreeing that, like, we're – shit's got to change like shit's got to be better and like we saw some change we saw improvement against the Colts yes but again I go back to the consistency word that we have to for me okay look I want us to succeed more than anything I want us to win this division I think there's no reason we should not win this division but after having seen evidence of us with yes a much inferior different lineup offensive line all that stuff against a division opponent who killed us you know I just need to see us do the things that we're saying we're going to do. I need to see us do it again. Okay, but here's a counterpoint to what you just said. Five weeks ago, the three of us and most of the, the fan base were on cloud nine when we were 2-0 and yep. with a, what, was it a 17 to nothing lead over Green Bay? Yeah. Going I'm, into the I'm, second I'm half? Not, I'm not refuting Everybody that. at that point was on cloud was, nine, and you couldn't tell anyone that there was an and issue. Since I was in that then. Scene. So there's only been a, there was a couple of week period where it was, it was DEFCON one, right. and everybody was freaking the fuck well, out. How but, close? But what I'm saying is go back a little bit further, and I think you'll be like, well, you know what? We were all on cloud nine thinking this team was a legitimate Super Bowl contender after week two. And then we got. Trounced by the Bucks, we realized that Agreed. was a, that was it's a, a long season a though, and there's nine. roller coasters. But since so, the Bucks, the offense has been better than the time Max it has. is talking yeah, about. It has. Like you can't argue with that. You're right. You're right. It has been. So all I'm saying is like, I just we need to see it. We need to see it. I, can't I just. I, can't, I think, I think point, we are we're seeing, seeing it. it. I think we're seeing it, and we're ignoring yeah. it because we're talking about situational football, not the offense. That saying the offense is not, you know, working. Was an overstatement, but no, it, as of right now, it is because of what the Colts did. But but I even mean, in the two losses, four hundred yards, dominating the stat sheet, moving the ball, and the situations killed us look, when they counted most. That does not mean your offense is crippled. It means you're having your worst moments at the most important time. Yeah, I don't think it's crippled. I just think like, Foster dropping a touchdown in his hands is not a dysfunctional offense. It's a mistake by one guy. No, I and again, like I don't think I think the fourth quarter of the Jags game carried over and it, we, we talked about it uh you asked me the question pointedly in our uh Colts preview pod I think it was not the Colts preview the uh the Jags recap pod you said you know Corey you mentioned the hurry up offense do you think that's something we just run and I said I don't see why the hell not I mean besides the fact that, like it might not technically be sustainable to run a two-minute offense on we every did single play of the bit. game we but I mean we came bit. out of the play with tempo we came out of the game in the Colts with tempo mm-hmm. like we were running it hurry it up worked. pretty much hurry up and it worked so maybe, you know, so I do think that what what gave us success in the Jags game, albeit a loss, carried over into the Colts game. So that is this the beginnings of the Seaward consistency. I need I I just think unless you have Okay. Two wins and unless you have two wins I in a row. I want to know what you mean by consistency though. Do you mean winning? Do you mean red zone performance? What what are you looking for to define what you're saying? Well, I think we all said that the statistical performance that we put up 500 plus yards 
three hundred plus. To me, it's red zone performance. Like, but that's what I mean. Yeah, like I don't care about stats. I don't care about five hundred yards. That's what I was gonna say. Like the stats are one thing. It'll be hard for us to top the stats. I want to see it that we're getting touchdowns, not field goals. Efficiency. So I don't care if we only end up with like three hundred fifty yards on offense. If we've if we're getting into the red zone, because maybe you know, look, maybe we're winning the field position game all game, and and we get into the red zone. And it's touchdowns over field goals. I just want to see that again because that's what we did against the Colts. Got touchdowns, not field goals. Uh, just do it again. Just do it again. If if we play the Bears and have more, if our red zone you know performance equates to more red zone appearances with touchdowns than field goals, then I will say, hey, guess what? We did something good against the Colts, and we did it again against the Bears. So now I feel much better about talking, you know, that whole conversation of who you're going to play if you win the division in a home game. Because right now, we've got one good win. Not to take away from it. It was a great-ass win. But this playoff scenario talk is just its just tough without having seen it I'm just twice saying, in we're a row. ignoring the steps that they made before, like we talked about before last game, where I said 400 yards is something. When you're in a close game, it's not, not meaningless not because wrong. it's not garbage time. We weren't chasing yeah. the game. We were playing our normal offense. We weren't behind 20 points and just getting garbage stats. These were games where we failed at the most important time. If you can correct that one thing, mm-hmm. the whole narrative changes on everything. So mm-hmm. I think maybe there's a there's a possibility we just struggled in the most important game for a couple games, and it completely flipped everyone's minds because... Well, it if, definitely flipped everybody's minds. If they don't, <laughs> let's say we come through there and Foster catches it, we kick a game-winning field goal in overtime, oh, and, and, yeah. and we're 6-2 and two today. Everyone's losing their mind that we're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, because yeah. like, then the guys... then you would have, five and three. Well, then you would right. have what happened in, in training camp where everybody's all hype I'm and, at six and, and two loving the, the positivity, and then a guy like Jeff Duncan comes in who is actually kind of, you know... We didn't like it when he said it because we were all hype on the uh, offensive looks great train. But he was like, hey, guys, uh, there's a lot of pre-snap penalties. Uh, the red zone team drills aren't looking very good. Uh, he highlighted some things that, like, just everybody was so hyped they just didn't want to hear it. And they started, like, just killing him. And uh, this isn't a Jeff Duncan defense or anything, but I think it's just the idea that, like, well, there's a herd if, mentality on if, social media. Yeah, if correct. We had, and that's and what people, I'm saying has happened. If we were 5-2 yeah. and two versus, like, 3-4 and four, – uh, the last week, you know, you, the guy who was saying like, "Hey, five and two is all great and everything," but I think we still have some glaring issues in the X Y Z department. The people who are just like, "Fuck you, we're five and two would have came out the woodwork. Correct. But since we were three and four, it was the inverse. You and know? I think we have to accept that that is the margin we're talking about in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. that you are talking about these games coming down to two or three plays. A lot of times, that's what the NFL wanted. They want parity. They want these teams close. Mm-hmm. They're close. And I think we're on the better <laughs> side succeeding. of these close teams. I think we are a top half of the league, a playoff level team. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get lost. You know, Max and I were talking a little bit about Carr specifically, and we have, that when you say he's a bottom quarterback, I don't think you're watching the quarterbacking in the league. Because you wouldn't say that if you watched a bunch of Jets games or you watched a bunch of Browns games or you watched a bunch of, yeah. you know, Bears. Bears, well, right. Yeah. It's not bottom. It's not top. It's right. mid. It's, right. mid. it's mid. It's mid. And yeah. we have to, we have to like you understand would, that. You would think the Gen Z fans out of everybody would understand mid. Yeah, they love mid. Right? You know? But. <laughs> well, we, we touched on it and, you know, I've, I've described Carr repeatedly as mid. But then I need to realize that, hey, we said before the season started that once we got Carr, we were saying that we just need this guy to be somewhere between 12 and 15. We want him 12. That's what we want. If you can just get to 12, Marcus, 12 in the league Marcus performance-wise, Cole. just get there. You know, at that point, this team can do some real damage. Yeah. If and, the defense stays right. Yeah. Now, there's I been forgot Atlanta games. and that should have been the first one I mentioned. Sorry, Atlanta bad quarterbacking. There you go. But uh, yeah, you know, the there's been a couple of times this season where he's been a a guy that's firmly in the in the 20s. You know, possibly the back half of the twenties, but then yeah. there's been a couple times, a couple moments where this has been, you know, a top ten guy. Like this past week, that's a top ten performance. Oh yeah, he. he well, and I, I think to 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 what you just said and what Nick said, when people are saying, well, not people, okay, Saints fans, you know, 
because unless you're like a complete NFL junkie Saints fan, all right, and I'm not saying they're, they're out there. I'm looking at examples, prime examples, one and one A right here with Max and Nick. But there's so many Saints fans who have only seen either, uh, you know, Drew Brees or Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, the Simeon's Taysom. Ian Books of the world, uh, and then this year. Okay, so they they aren't looking at the rest of the NFL quarterbacking world to understand what you know we kind of touched on in this episode, but also have touched on before, is that right now in this exact moment, the NFL quarterbacking world is not good. I mean, it there's there's six or seven really exceptional ones that you feel they have a distinct advantage. After that, yeah. Like, it's a crapshoot, man. The good ones are really good. Don't right. get me wrong. Like, I mean, Pat Mahomes, like, we don't have to talk about him a whole lot to know how good he is. And he scored nine um, yesterday. So and, let's talk about the lost, NFL. He lost to Sean to Payton's Denver Broncos To the, Broncos t- to the defense that gave up 70. Yeah. He scored nine. <laughs> he leads the league in interceptions, yeah. I believe. I mean, like, so we've got to understand right. where we're at. Well, right. Let me say this, though, and this is this is an issue in sports in general. I don't think that the the younger generation understands the difference between words like good, great, elite, and the one that everyone loves to throw around. The goat. Goat. Oh, God. It's, it's fucking been... mind-blowing to hear these, these goddamn kids throwing the term goat around. Like, it's, it's like you just, know... Like, goat. Like, just pretty say, good. Just say goat OY. You're the goat of the year. Like, you know, like, just... Like, that's well, what... It, like it, someone it, throws around goat, it's like, yeah, I agree with you. It's, and it, but it's, but it's, it's, it's unbelievable, man. Yeah. You know, these people don't understand, like... Don't call anybody a goat. There's there's only a couple people you can call a goat. In basketball, it's Michael Jordan. He is the fucking goat. That's the person that gets should be referred to as the goat. Not LeBron like, James. Leave me the fuck alone with this LeBron James is the goat shit. LeBron James. You know, and then when you get to the NFL, <laughs> second's good too. Second, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> it's, Refer to Tom Brady if you're talking about quarterbacks second, as the goat. Second, yeah. To Drew Brees. If, if you're talking about wide rec- or players or wide receivers, Jerry, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Oh, right, is the fucking yeah. goat. Yeah. Like, you know, I forget which player it was and threw out his list of, like, the top five wide receivers ever, and it was... Oh, was it DeAndre Hopkins that did that? No, it was some, It was a young player, somebody, like, you know, 23, 24 years old. I don't remember who it was. The list was laughable. Yeah. And it, it's it's a... Uh, well, they do these lists with the young players where it's like they'll list uh They list guys. their friends, dude. They list their they, friends. They'll list... Or they list the players that, a, that have been good for the last couple of years. The team's right. social media will do a game with their current players and say and list guys from like even the 80s and 90s, and they don't even know who they are. Yeah. I mean, back to my original point, though. It's like these terms like great, elite, and goat get thrown away around way too loosely. Yeah. And people don't know what the fuck these terms mean. It's a excessiveness of superlatives yes you know they're, they're all prisoners at the moment and someone has a big Excess, game and all say. the uh, all of a sudden the goat emoji is at the end of every yeah every tweet i shouldn't have to be, like twitter twitter is a fucking cesspool of stupid people i shouldn't have to readily recognize the goddamn goat emoji because it shouldn't be used that often it, it shouldn't you know, that might not that might be my oldest goat, man take i'll have on this entire podcast time. <laughs> like what the hell oh god why we, why is it getting thrown around this much we sound because healthy. it can be because it can be because people have fingers and keyboards on their phones and they send it you and know, then like, you you combine that with the herd mentality and it's like jesus christ good heard of a herd of goats uh, yeah, you would think. <laughs> you know, good luck getting a, a good, reasonable take anywhere on uh, on social media. But. So when you say when you see these things on Twitter, do you, as Darth Saint, you know, like because that's your handle, uh, do you, do you reply with that is not a reasonable take? Is that what you say? I honestly, I don't engage with this sort of stuff because it ne- it'll never end. Pretty much, it, it's never ending. You know, my my tweet about Chris Olave and it was I, I led <laughs> I led off to it. Oh, you I led I led it with hot take. The Saints should trade him. Yeah. You know, in the in the off season or a year or two from now, and the amount of responses <laughs> to it was amazing. And it's like these well, people—the well, responses were in the negative. Oh, like, get, yeah. well, not all of them, but a good the vocal the vocal minority. You know, uh, no, I think it was. Look, I looked at those replies. No offense, but I mean, I'm not disagreeing with your take. But I I found it laughable as well that so many people were like. You're crazy because to me, it well, there was no crazy, reasonable defense of it. It wasn't a crazy take. I thought it was like, okay, Max had a hot take. For and, context, Max means this is not a guy you can pay the twenty plus million dollars right, for a receiver. Right, but that's always willing to Precisely. be reasonable. Like Twitter and these 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 
social media worlds, the message boards, everyone lives on the extremes, right? right? So it's like, you had to take those, like not on an extreme, kind of close to it, but pretty far from the middle, but close enough to the middle where if anyone was thinking with their heads, they should have been like, okay, I can see the reasons for why you would think that, but here's, I just think he's got a lot of potential. It wasn't that. I mean, look at the replies. Because when you when you send me the tweet, I'm like, okay, Max tweeted something about trading Olave, big fucking deal. And then I look at the replies, and everyone's just like, you're nuts, GTFO, yeah, Olave's uh, the goat emoji or whatever. And he's, I, he's I could, great. He's I, a superstar. And I like, couldn't believe the replies. I'm like, what are you in? What <laughs> world is Chris Olave a superstar in the NFL? I, I mean, he had a. Maybe well he 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 got a lot of hype preseason What's his before, signature game? before he played a game. He's a he's a he's a really good receiver. But again, like this is the slippery. He's slope not we get even on. that. He's a really talented receiver. This is the slope we get on. He because, hasn't like, done. Sh- we, he done anything. It's, it's Come tough. On. He's averaging fifty eight yards a game in his career. Give me a break. Because people live in the extremes. There are those who might be listening to this that think we are trashing him. We are not. We think he's really fucking good. Okay. I want like, him to be great. We want him to be amazing. We are supporters of this man. He is a... I want him to make it inarguable person, that you give him a five-year, you know, $150 right. million dollar we, we contract. We want him to get his to get his bag, which is just... I want him to be Justin used. Jefferson. I don't give a fuck about his bag. I want him to be Justin Jefferson to the point where we're looking at it and going, we absolutely have to pay this man. I think it'd be nice if he gets his back. I think it'd be nice. I, I don't care about it. The reality is, <laughs> I don't see any world in which he turns into that player. The reality is, so far, he's a niche receiver. He doesn't win man. contested catches. He doesn't make huge plays in big moments. That's But we're to be fair, we're a season and a half into his career. But that season and a half is 20, what, six Saints games? So far, he's been on the yeah, team. Like, I know he's missed a couple. He has five touchdowns. He averages about, I think, 58, 60 yards a game. There yeah. is nothing elite that Chris Olave has done yet. Yeah. I don't, I will never say that that can't happen. I'm it just saying it hasn't happen. happened yet. He, he has could. the talent to be elite. Yeah. But my point is, he has become this mascot for the car yeah. haters. He's an example. And, and look, right. we've already, we've hit on Olave versus the lobby this whole i hope we win enough just to get rid of this whole like intra-squad drama i hope he has five catches for 200 yards next week so i can shut the fuck up so everybody can you know like in but i think where we started this whole thing was was that there's too many people out there speaking up did you see what drew said about the Alave thing. Right? Oh yeah, I forgot to text you about that. What, what, against the Jags, the I thought we buried that. Did we not bury that? I'm just talking about the moment. He just right. said, "Stop making this something it isn't." Yeah, it, that, that's yeah. what it is. No, that's that's, that's what reality. It is. Like, so let it go. I couldn't agree more with that. And I think the reason we got onto this whole people going nuts and and social media lives in the extremes is because too much shit is being thrown around about this guy's the goat. This guy's the worst. You know, like that's are we never, talking about the Bears? That's point? never the case, and that's what I was trying to get back to. We'll, we'll slide like, over to it because <laughs> when we're talking about the Bears preview, we're talking about guys like Tyson. This is the conversation that needs to be had. Tyson, because there are Tyson Badgen. I agree. Tyson. We say Tyson. Look, um, you know, you know, it, like a guy like that becoming QB in this day's NFL. Like he would. I, that's why I think talking about people labeling people goats that aren't goats. You know, the NFL is. Can we me, trade them, Jameis, tomorrow and play Jameis? That'd be awesome. Uh, well, Send them to the that, Vikings. That might happen against the Vikings. <laughs> but um, that's why I think the NFL is just in this like quarterback like It's a crisis. bad spot. It's, it's, a, bad, like, it's a quarterback abyss like, right now. Badgent would never have even sniffed the playing field. Yeah, but guess what? He won his first start. And what so immediately he's happened? So he's amazing. All of a sudden, Back Brock to Max's Purdy. Statement, though. Well, hold on. The Brock Purdy comparisons came flying out of the woodwork. We were making Brock Purdy comparisons about Jake Hayner hadn't even taken a yeah. snap. Hoping, Not comparison. Hoping, hoping he would be. Hoping. Yes. The three but, of us have done yeah, nothing but, right. but dog this offense all year, right? Except for this past game. In the last three games, the stat Max brings up gives a perfect state of the NFL from a quarterbacking and offensive standpoint. We are averaging 450 yards a game over the last three games. And it's the best in the NFL by 50 yards. And we are not a great offense. Right. That's where we're at with quarterback in the NFL right now. 
We are not an elite offense. We all know that. The whole league knows that. And somehow, by 50 yards, we've been the best offense. Yeah, but moving what are the, the red zone statistics in that same stretch? Because they haven't been seen, as bad as you think. We've seen over what the yardage says. You know, I like, mean, that's why. Even in the Jacksonville game, the red zone numbers weren't terrible. I think but we I mean, were two we, for we, four. We went back to the whole thing when our defense was like the only that's six defense. for nine. That's 67. percent When our defense had allowed 20 points or less in the last 10 or 11 games, everyone's like, "Oh, great defense." It's like, well, you went five and you know five and six in that stretch. Okay, like stats are sometimes indicative but that yardage stat i need i need to see the red zone performance again we had one good game of red zone performance so before we get bogged down in the yardage stats per game but the context of the stats does matter i agree with you 100 percent. there are a lot of stats in the nfl are done in games that are out of reach whatever right um i just didn't feel that those were ours but what i'm saying is the 450 we all know that that hasn't been an elite performance we would all agree on that the, right. the last three weeks. And that leads the league. That tells you a lot. There was a lot of meat left on the bones. Because we weren't great. Yeah. We were not right. great. And we were the best by a yardage standpoint. I get But we did score in that time frame 75 points, so 25 yeah, a game. Without getting too much into like analytical theory. Yeah, but, it could be a marker of what the rest of the league is doing. If I asked anyone if they thought the Saints were the best offensive league over the last three years, even yardage-wise... Everyone Nobody says say, no. Yeah, Everyone exactly. says no. That's fair. Yeah. That's where we're at with offense. And, and it's astonishing to me, and Max and I had a big talk about this on the way home, how have we made so many rules to help the offense from PI, from holding, illegal contact, roughing the passer, mm-hmm. all this, and the Saints are the 12th best team in yardage? And, Whoa. I and think, that's crazy. I think it goes back to your foundation as a team. We're not letting them practice in the offseason. Yeah, but that's why, a whole other conversation. Why is scoring down? Why is why is why are we not seeing like we're, we're the not, teams that are scoring the most are getting the biggest benefit from not, penalties? We're so not that's really what's going on. Actually, practice football. We're letting these teams practice flag football, and then they're being asked to go play tackle football on Sundays. Like that's where you the mean in the regular is. season? Or you mean preseason? I mean even the regular season has restrictions, but mostly, uh, yeah, off season being restricted. Training camp specifically. Training camps usually where you just like you know used to let your nuts drop. Back in the day, Jeez. you know. Like, well, let me say this, and we should probably move on to predictions. But let me let me go ahead and say this last thing. Max, like Corey said, nuts drop. We're moving on. No, I don't. I don't care what you say. I'm not getting all PC no, like you I like know. to get. If you guys at home could see Corey, like you know, if, if I say something that's a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, yep, it's true, out of line or so to speak, or Nick does it, Corey immediately jumps up to try to change the subject and goes full full attorney mode. Fact. But, I'd uh, like to keep continuing to do this podcast. Yes, sign this NDA. <laughs> we can do this podcast as long as we fucking want, man. It's good. Anywho. Yeah. Anyway, so back to would you, my original point. There is plenty of reason for us to have hope as far as playoffs are concerned and getting there and, and talking about who we could possibly play, play just from the reasoning that Nick just gave and that the NFL is so damn bad and inconsistent right now and the fact that we have been the most productive offense in the league over the last three games from a yardage standpoint shows you that even when we are not performing at our peak, we were still have the, the propensity to be a really good offense and by association, a really good team. And I think that's so like, this yeah. team, look, if you, if the team that showed up in Indianapolis the other day shows up in the playoffs, they've got a chance against anybody. And we've already touched on how the NFC is not particularly with, strong with a little bit of better defensive play, but offense. Yes. Yeah. So protect, protect car and offense. It's going to be a difficult team. Yes. Yep. And yep. that was the first thing we said in the preview episode. We said this team's going to go as far as the offensive line takes them. Yep. And the last couple of weeks, the offensive line has has performed better. The, you the know, stat- they started off, yeah. you know, poorly, but they they performed much better with this new combination. So I think uh, if they can continue to perform the way they performed and they can stay healthy, this team has a real chance of doing something. And all I want is to be entertained. I don't want this team yeah. to tank, you know, as much as I would love to get uh, Drake May or, or Caleb Williams as the next quarterback and have, you know, Ben Johnson as the next head coach. I want to be entertained. Well, what team, and this division yeah. is so fucking bad Tanking right now yeah. that we have to take advantage of it. I don't yeah. even need to be entertained. I, mean, I just want to win. No, I need to be. I, I need to be entertained. I mean, well, I will, two nothing. Look, I'm, I'm. I'll still good. be a Saints entertained by wins. I will be a Saints fan. I will be a very unentertained Saints fan. I'll still be a goddamn Saints fan until the day I die. But I would. Uh, it hurts me not to be entertained. Yeah. Max score. All right, score. So, hard, so hard this transition. weekend, I'm going to go ahead and predict a win. I feel like the uh, the offensive momentum carries over. 
Um, we see a little bit of the, the now infamous C word. Consistency. Not, it's not Clint? C word? Oh, consistency? He said Clint. It's Nick the, said Clint. It's the, we're going to see. I don't know. I, if I did, wow. But anyway, I didn't hear Clint. But anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and say. One of us say, is crazy either way. <laughs> I'm going to say 31 points for the Saints. And I'm going to say the defense gets back to what we saw in the first couple of games. Be nice. We're going to get some pass rush. I think for the first time in a long time, we're going to jump out to an early lead. So I'm going to go ahead and say 31 to, let's say, 13. Damn. So, uh, That's the score I was going to take. Fuck. I'm going to regroup. So offensive MVP. Offensive MVP. I'm going with my uh, my guy Camara again. I'm going to go ahead and uh, manifest another rushing touchdown and another receiving touchdown for my guy. Two TDs, all right. And then for defense, this one, you know what? It, Any yardage on AK or just two TDs? That's fine. Go ahead. Defense. Yeah, I think uh, 130 total yards. Okay. Um, for defense, I'm going to go ahead. You know what, Cam Jordan, man, I keep I keep going back mm. to it. He's gonna get, he's gonna have a a, a, sack. a multiple sack game, multiple. One of these days, Cam yes. gets two sacks on the rookie, Tyler Taylor Tyson Tyson Bagent. No, I mean he's he's all three of them. Triple T. So <laughs> he's gonna have uh, two triple sacks T. on Triple T. <laughs> And uh, Saints win thirty-one. Thirty-one thirteen. <laughs> the triple T. All right, I'm gonna let Corey go this time. Let Corey go, and you finish this up. All right, go, ahead, Corey. You're first. All right. Um, What's this L look like, Corey? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm no, I'm not predicting an L. I just uh, okay. No, Saints win. This um, pod doesn't predict L's. It does well, sometimes. I was really close to predicting an L against the Colts, but then I realized that we were going to get it together in the mini buy. But I digress. Um, you know, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, 28 Saints to three, 18 Bears. Three would be awesome. Three would be awesome, dude. 28 to three. I know. I know. I'm saving that one. You know that's coming out after the bye. Well, we know two weeks there's now, two right. very specific games that we could predict that against. Yep. <laughs> but, Probably in both. Probably uh, all three of us. No, I think it's, I'm going to go 28-18. I think that, you know. 18? Yeah. I think the Bears get the 18. Six field um, goals? It's going to be, well, it's not going to be that many field goals, but I think, you know, they're going to be. Do the math for me. How are they getting there if it's not all field goals? They're going to get. <laughs> You put me on the spot here. I two am. touchdowns, one two point conversion and a field goal. They're <laughs> no, I want to. I want to. I want to understand the thought process. Of two safeties, two touchdowns, two extra points. They're gonna. Wow. Skip it. What's the I offensive MVP? I didn't do MVP? the whole math for the <laughs> prediction. I just know that they're gonna. The Bears are gonna be in a position where they're gonna score. Like I think overall, the game is gonna seem, uh, you know, not that close. It's gonna seem. Like a bigger. This might be one of those score gummies with that eighteen thrown in there. Yeah, I love love a good score gummy. It's great, great follow on Twitter. Um, Maybe that's a good question for the Twitter folks who listen to us. How did Corey get to eighteen, or how did the Saints get to eighteen? It's back there somewhere. I just need to go back to my notes. Um, I did the math a while ago before this. Can't repeat it. But uh, offensive MVP. Offensive. Well, I mean, the Bears are going to they're going to be down a lot. They're going to score touchdowns, try to go for two. That's you know, and they're going to miss. Offensive MVP. Or make. Or make, depending on. Uh, it could be four field goals and they get... All right, we spent too much time on that. Come on. Um, our offensive MVP in this game is going to be... There's only a couple that it can be right now. And uh, it's going to be an Alvin Kamara game. Um, just a... Yeah, a lot of receptions per usual, but he's going to make something out of them. Exploit the Bears' defense, make a miss. How many total yards? He could have a 150 total yard type game. Total yards. I like it. How many touchdowns? Sheesh. I'm going to go with two. Um, you know, out of four, you get two out of the four. You go bet that part, like you're going to freaking go to Hawaii on vacation. Well, 150 and two. That's if, that's if I don't, you know, put down like a dollar on it. Um, 
And then uh, defensive MVP on this one is uh, I'm gonna go with with Lattimore. Yeah, because I mean, What's he's he been gonna do? he's been doing well. I think he he's got his pick, but he's gonna have a. But shit, you know what? I'm going. I'm 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 going to go away from him actually because they're not going to even throw to him. Marcus May incoming. Here it comes. Yeah, well, is he going to play? We don't even know he's going to play. <laughs> um, but I think uh, Alante Taylor has a bounce back game, and uh, you're going to see him with a pick and uh, two tackles for loss. Uh, whether they send him on a blitz or not, I don't know. But uh, two tackles for loss. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be it's getting his nose in there. Okay. And from the nickel to send him up. Rush him. I'm a t- um but yeah, he's just gonna be all over the place. All right. Nick, what you got? Thirty to ten. Carr two ninety with three touchdowns. Granderson, five tackles, two sacks, fumble. <laughs> wow. Filling up that stat line. Good night. I'm sorry, did you say Granderson or Lawrence Taylor? <laughs> I would love it. I would love it, don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be holding the ball. I think Granderson gets there. I think he be, he is the guy, not Cam. Um, yeah, two sacks, and he, one of them's going to be a strip sack. Boom. Okay. Okay. So, we are predicting consistency is what it sounds like. That's a collective 89 to 31 between the three of us. I would love it if we beat him 89 to 31. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even care about 31 at that point. I would love to know how you got to your 18, but we'll, we'll hold on. Again, it's on my notes. Groupie three for three, by the way. Oh, okay. Bringing him back. Okay. Bringing him back from the dead. All right. I well, still hate him. Sorry, groupie. All right. Well, there you have it. We uh, covered a preview and a whole lot more on this episode. And uh, from here, off to the Bears game, to the Dome. Got to see if we can do it again. Groupie's going to be the goat after this game. <laughs> goat emoji. Hashtag. One, one good game. Goat. Anyway, until then, thank you again for listening to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. <laughs>